Hypothesis coming at you, Michael Pickering here talking our famous question. What's going on in the world today? And we decided it was time to do our thing and see just what's with what. An international news cycle. Mm-hmm. So much happened this week, and we wanted to know how concentrated was our news coverage. So what better way to see? Then our 100 Global News Story analysis. So this is how it went. At 2.11 p.m. on Sunday, June 25th, 2023, we looked up 10 of the most popular news websites in the United States on a computer, so the web browser version of the sites, and we went to the world sections of each one and wrote down the first 10 stories that were on their pages. Hence, we have 100 international news articles in our data set, 10 articles coming from 10 different media outlets. And those news outlets are, remember the world sections of CNN, Washington Post, New York Times, Fox News, Yahoo News, Google News, AP News, BBC News, NPR News, and Reuters News. And yes, we know Yahoo and Google are not news creators, they are news aggregators. But they are media sites that distribute news that a lot of people see. So we include them in our list of 10 of the most used and popular news media websites in the United States. Now, let's go. What we find, that's what we want to know, right? That out of the 100 international news articles, 75% of them were about four topics. That's right, three out of four of all 100 articles were only about one of four things. Those four things are Greek elections, Guatemalan elections, the Titan I'm not editing. You know what? It's too late. No, you get it. The Titan Submersible. There we go. And the Russian Rebellion. So we're going to play a little game called, and during this game, I could edit that other thing out, but I'm not going to. But we're going to call this, which one was number one? And what percent do you think it had of all the news stories? So out of the four topics, all four topics together, represented 75% of our data set. The number one, first off, which one was number one? And second off, what percentage did it take up? Take 10 seconds, go. Come on now, you knew it's the Russian rebellion, right? But I'm curious, what was the percentage that you guessed? You know, write in, people, write in. What percentage out of 100 or out of that 75% do you think Russian rebellion was? It was 65 articles were about the Russian rebellion, meaning 65% of the 100 international news articles from 10 different media sites were all about Russia. And really, some sites, all 10 of their first international news stories were about the Russian rebellion. And this is by far, people, since we started doing these in February of 2022, this is by far the least diverse news cycle that we've seen. And for what? For why? Why are we sacrificing our international news diversity for this one story? Question mark. You know, we said yesterday that we'd do a deeper dive of what happened in Russia this weekend. So let's go. Firstly, let's put it out there that the world was not quiet this weekend. There, it, it wasn't that, oh, you know, the world was nice and happy, donkey, hunky-dory, peaceful, and, and, and so we just had nothing else to talk about. Oh, hell no. There's always stuff going down. But a news cycle like this, it gives the impression that the world put itself on hold to cover Russia. 
And that's not at all the case. We missed so, so many things that took place this weekend because our media decided to focus on this one issue. Now, what happened? And was it warranted that we ignored the rest of the world to cover it so much? Here we go. Everyone knows that in Ukraine, Russia launched a war just over one year and four months ago on February 24th. Since then, a private military contractor group called Wagner has had a lot of success for the Russian side of things. They've been incredibly important for Russia, but they're private military contractors fighting for Russia alongside the Russian military. Then, over time, there's a schism, there's a split, some words are said, and those mercenaries, they start leaving Ukraine and marching toward Russia. Then they enter Russia. Then they take over an area, a couple towns. And they start marching towards Moscow to deal with some corrupt military and Ministry of Defense officials. On the way there, the Russian government starts making calls for them to stop, labels them traitors, that this is a rebellion, says that they'll be dealt with and punished real horribly. President Putin of the country comes on national television and tells them this. And Wagner is still on the way to Moscow at this point in time. Then, for some reason, the president of Belarus calls the Wagner group and plays, let's make a deal. And they do. President Putin will not charge anyone with armed rebellion. The troops return to the camps, and the leader of Wagner goes into exile in Belarus. The Wagner mercenaries that didn't take part, they can sign contracts with the Russian military and officially become Russian military members. So everyone turns around and stops marching towards Moscow. The leader of Wagner leaves his troops as they go back towards their camps. President Vladimir Putin is still pissed off as hell that this even happened. And that's it. It's not the end. It's just, that's it. For the facts, for right now, on Monday night when I'm recording this. And I want to be a abundantly clear about this next statement, lo-fi listeners. Everything else you were hearing is almost entirely all speculation, commentary, and what-ifs. Nothing more. Is the Wagner leader in Belarus yet? We don't know. He has not said where he is. Is the Wagner group finished? We don't know. They could continue. Is President Vladimir Putin still the president of Russia? Yes. Is Vladimir Putin still a dictator? Yes, yes he is. Is there still a war going on in Ukraine? Yes, yes there is. Has the Russian rebellion this past weekend changed the name of the game in Russia moving forward? We do not. No. There are far too many question marks and things that we, we just have no clue about in order to tell you what's going to happen in the future. Will there be another rebellion? Will Putin crack down and become more authoritarian? Will Russia start a major offensive in Ukraine because of all this? I mean, the list of questions that we simply don't know goes on forever. And that's mostly the headlines you're, re you're reading right now. Just a whole bunch of what-ifs. We'll just have to wait and see, people. But something we can answer. Let's bring it all back to our initial question on, really, the only relevant question for this episode of 100 Global News Stories. This news cycle had four stories take up 75% of the news, 65% of it was just one story, and the question, was it warranted? 
that we ignored the rest of the world for an entire weekend. I mean, really, we always ignore the world. Our, our international news sections are, for the most part, a joke any day of the week. But on days like Sunday, and, and really this entire weekend, we need to get out of the habit of justifying our international news coverage by clicks, by negative news, by hot topics, by the popular countries, by the powerful countries. A world news section doesn't focus on 5 to 10 countries when there's 200 of them out there. We have a problem. Simple as that. And this weekend and these 100 global news stories demonstrates that perfectly. You know, it's hard to know what's going on in the world today with our news section in the U.S. being what it is. But you know, luckily, we happen to know a person who cares. And that's a brief snapshot of what's going on in the world today. Check out Thursday's blog on lofipolysci.com and add us to Instagram, people, for all your local lofi summertime updates. And always remember that lofi polysci is more than just me. It's the we that we be. Talk to you tomorrow, lofi listeners. Pickering, signing off. <laughs> <laughs>